All right, everybody, welcome back to the Dodgeball Podcast with Brett and Steve. Thank you guys so much for listening to our first two episodes. We hope you're still enjoying them. Uh, reach out if you've got any feedback. We're more than happy to hear it, and uh, we hope you keep listening. Uh, today, we are going to talk um, a little bit about what is a pro dodgeball player. But first, Steve brought up an interesting point. Uh, you know, we're, we're getting a little too big for our, for our bridges here. We want to come back down to earth a little bit. So we're going to talk about our most embarrassing dodgeball moment. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow, slow down there, Brett. You may be getting too big for your britches. I'm still the fairly humble, <laughs> um, down-to-earth kind of guy. So, All right, well, then I'll start. I'll start. So uh, so my most embarrassing dodgeball moment <clears throat> is uh, it's one of the, the elite tournaments that we went to. I was the last one in on my team, uh, and I was playing against Doom. And uh, I heard someone on the sideline, and I, I will not disclose whether that was a teammate or not, say that I had all six dodgeballs. And so... I, I turned my back um, to gather up a couple of the good balls that I wanted to throw, and uh, I stood back up, and blam, I get hit right in the back. Turns out I did not have all six dodgeballs. Uh, Doom still had one, so it was super embarrassing because it, I looked like an idiot. I turned my back on one of the best teams and players in, in the country. You turned your back on Vince Marchbanks. Yeah, and you know I've talked to them just, since then. Just rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, t- I talked to them since then, and they were like, "What? What is he? He he knows better than he this. Had, what is he doing?" He had the look of like a dog that that has a steak right in front of it. <laughs> he he had the look like you have got to be kidding me. And honestly, Brett, I saw this unfolding because I was in the queue, and you're known for picking up all these dodgeballs and then thinking you're vulnerable. Somebody will throw at you, and then you'll just drop them, be like sucker or catch. And so I was like. Man, Brett is really ballsy right now. Is he really going to do this against Vince? Like, what is going on? And then I saw that, I just saw Vince, like, you know, lick his lips and take that sweet little, I'm going to make sure I get all 75 miles per hour of hate into you. (laughs) And you didn't turn around. I was like, Brett, no. And I I couldn't even, I was was speechless. And I just saw you get blasted. And it was the funniest thing in the world. It's not (laughs) not one of my, and I was furious at the time I, I immediately turned to my team i was like did no one was going to warn me about that and you know look looking back that was my own fault i should have counted better i i did, did not count correctly six is a hard number to get to it, it was a bold strategy cotton <laughs> like seriously that was i was like what what is brett's he, he's up to something he's gonna like hike it between his legs no nope, it's just dumb i was just being dumb so uh, so that's my most embarrassing dodgeball moment um Steve, what what would you say yours is? So honestly, man, I've I've been racking my brain for like the last couple of days since we came up with this uh, concept, and I've been playing dodgeball for a very long time, and I cannot think of an embarrassing thing or not, story. Not a single one. You're starting to make me doubt myself now. Well, um, I seem to remember. When well, we there, were there's Tucson there's playing. one, but I don't want to talk about it. That's <laughs> it's a bit inappropriate for for what we're doing. But uh, what I, I seem to remember when we were playing in Tucson one time and you managed to lose track of, uh, of Stephanie Lynch and she made you trip over yourself and fall on your face. Is that, oh, that doesn't ring a bell. Okay. Hold on. I didn't trip. You're talking about um, Tucson dodgeball league. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I still get a lot of grief from this one. However, it's not embarrassing, but I did not trip. I slid. I've never seen anybody slide face first. You are full of crap. What happened was, uh, I think I had two balls at the time, and I was I was coming out of the corner. I was rushing, and then yes, I did forget about one Stephanie Lynch who just came barreling at me from my right. And the natural reaction was to not drop the balls and try to catch, not jump, um, but to flinch and hit the deck. And so I just went to the ground right away. 
and I guess everybody lost their minds about it and were laughing hysterically while I was like, no, no, that wasn't, that was a calculated move. Like, yeah, no, I mean, to this day, you try to justify it as like, I did that on purpose. No, you did did. not do that on purpose. That, that was a a flinch reaction of terror in your eyes when you saw her coming at you. I I just admitted I hit the deck. Like, (laughs) like my brain said, you're out of options. Get down, brother. (laughs) It's over. Uh, yeah, but it's, you know, it's going to happen. Uh, I'm going to be t- given some embarrassing stories. Like, oh, actually, I, Steve, I remember we were back in... Yeah, I really hope that like seven or eight come out of the woodwork now. Yeah, I, I know I said I was humble earlier, but I probably sound like a arrogant <laughs> guy now. I'm like, I don't have any embarrassing stories. Well, well, we'll get to the bottom of that. If you know an embarrassing story about Steve, please share it with us oh, because thanks. I would love to hear them. Great. Thank you, Rhett. Um, so let's let's get to the, the topic at hand here, which is uh, we're going to talk about what is a professional dodgeball player. Before we do that, I just want to give a... a, a reference to last episode we we made the comment that the movie did justice to the rules had a pretty awesome conversation with uh eric uh, tillman from um gridlock a couple nights ago and he was like hey uh you know you mentioned this part but i just want to let you know that part of why the uh the movie was so accurate which they reached out to uh, michael costanza from world dodgeball society and um they he kind of gave him like the the checks and balances of the rule set and so that's that's kind of how they were able to to convey dodgeball accurately. So just wanted to throw that out there. All right. So Steve, a lot of other sports have professionals, you know, there's professional baseball, professional hockey, and so on and so forth. And I don't think there's any question. Everybody knows that every player in those leagues is a professional. So dodgeball, dodgeball isn't quite to that level yet. You know, it's not a national sport. It's not televised. There's not millions and millions of dollars being thrown around. Do you think that there's such a thing as a professional dodgeball player? Okay, so um, yes and no. And without going too deep into the the rabbit hole, there was, maybe there still is, and I'm trying to be as objective as possible, there there was a thing called uh, the National Dodgeball League. Well, it's it's still a thing, but they had a professional... Uh, a professional league with professional teams that represented various states where dodgeball was more heavy. And they had contracted players that um, would engage in a, in a season. And I was, um, I was technically on that since from 2005 to 2011, 12 ish. And um, we did have filmed games. We did have like divisions and, and all this other stuff, but what we didn't have, and this is where we got a lot of flack from were paid contracts when you think professional, you think, oh, this person might get must get paid for it. Like that that seems to be like the definitive characteristic of a professional dodgeball player. Um, man, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, yeah. does it have anything to do with money though? You know, if so, say let's say that I mean this is crazy to think about, but let's say one of the big four professional leagues stopped paying its players and they just did it for the sake of entertainment and because they love to do it. They made a minimum <laughs> wage that just covered their travel and expenses and, and living expenses. Would they still be professionals? You know, the highest level that you can get to is that still a professional player to you? So you're bringing up the reason why I say yes when when they're when I would think there's a professional dodgeball player, and that is how they carry themselves, how much they've played. Um, let me give you an example. A couple years ago, my little brother, um, he's working for Abercrombie and Finch, and they're having a charity dodgeball tournament, and he wanted to win, and he's like older bro play play on my team please mike i I don't want to it's we're gonna win it's not even gonna be it's gonna be effortless actually you were there you ref that i think you helped 
And um, where I used to get joy beating up on frat guys, there was just no enjoyment whatsoever. And I played in jeans and like, I I just won easily. Like we won the tournament and it was great. And what I'm getting at is um, there's there's a difference between somebody that's just playing dodgeball for the first time and somebody like um, you and myself in that we've ascended like another level of playing and um it's just uh it comes with practice it comes with experience that we're just on a higher level like do you know what i'm trying to get at like so there's some arbitrary there's some arbitrary line that you cross where you get good enough to be considered a pro regardless of money regardless of of what team you play for when you get to be a certain level of quote-unquote good you're now a pro is that kind of what you're trying to say yeah and we kind of we we refer to it as like veteran status so like for example the foam league that we're playing in um, we can't have what more than two or three vets and and a veteran is somebody that's been playing long enough they know what they're doing they're not uh, they're not somebody that just came off the streets or you know they they're capable of winning maybe by themselves and so to balance this out amongst new players um, there's a limit to them so it's arbitrary is a really good word because you can tell I'm kind of failing to grasp at what I'm trying to say. It's well, it's, uh, it's kind of a vague concept, the concept of a professional at anything. You know, I, can you be a a professional barista? Can you be a professional, you know, weightlifter? There's there's some arbitrary line in kind of all these things that make you a professional or not, which is I think is why people kind of go to the money side of it. You know, once you start making uh, money doing what you do, you're you're a professional at it. You know, yeah, and. and it's it's interesting to me because, um, you know, we we brought this up at work the other day. Um, I I consider myself a professional dodgeball player, but I can't tell you why. I you know I I can tell you it's because, you know, I actively work to get better at dodgeball every day. That's um, what I was going to mention. It's you know I can tell you that it's because you know I'm really good and I I go to these tournaments and and I have some consistent success. But there are a lot of people who fit that qualification that I wouldn't necessarily consider a pro because they just do it recreationally or, you know, they only win local tournaments or, and I'm not sure that's fair, but that's, you know, that's kind of the way I think about it. So would you, let's, let's say there's a, there's a, there there actually is a a charity dodgeball tournament coming up like next weekend, I think. And it's at the, um, the university. Would you consider gaining anything, um, any benefit to like rounding up, say you, myself, Ketchum, Ethan, um, you know, the Titan guys to go and playing and just dominating. Like, would you get joy from that? I, so I wouldn't say I would get, I would get any joy from it. Um, it would be fun in the sense that we would be playing dodgeball, but I, so this is, so this is kind of the, like, I take it seriously no matter who I'm playing against and no matter where I'm playing. So even at a charity tournament, you know, I'm looking at working on fundamentals. I'm looking at working on catching. I'm looking at working on you know, coordinating throws. Like you're going to get something out of this. Right. No matter when I play dodgeball, whether it's open gym, if I'm just throwing one around in my backyard, you know, if I meet up with some people and we're just kind of shooting around, I'm looking to get something out of that. And I think that's kind of the, it's on the pathway to professionalism. You know, when you, when every time you pick up a dodgeball, you're looking to get better. I think that's how you kind of start to define a professional. And I know that that's not truly fair because everyone's trying to get better so it's not fair to say like well everyone's a professional if they're trying there is some arbitrary line i'm just not sure where to place it but that's definitely the the start of the path toward it yeah and i think it starts maybe with the mindset you know for whatever reason you're you're competing you enjoy it and then once you make the decision to get better and and practice granted we can't like there isn't like an established practicing regimen out there um 
but if you if you have a goal and that is to be I want to play on a traveling team I want to play on elite I want to play for team USA then yeah it you're, you're kind of taking it a little bit more seriously than the normal person and I think that's what I was getting at with like the tournament that, that would be happening this weekend it's most people are just have fun play dodgeball and, and go drink beer and, and party but for us it's it's become something so much more different and I think the way we conduct ourselves towards it might be what what makes a professional uh, last week I made a comment on your artichoke jersey and uh, if you look at that thing that is that is a pretty legitimate jersey it's 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 a standard it's got the number it's got the name on the back it's got uh, that nice mesh fill it's um, it definitely screams professionalism now professional dodgeball player I guess that's going to be defined as we go that's a that's a really good question that's actually something we, we hear a lot like oh are there professional well, dodgeball players so let me pick on let me pick on Ethan Dibble a little bit um, because he's you know he's a very good friend of mine and I feel like I can pick on him oh, so easily so Ethan comes to these tournaments with us and um, you know he he's a very good dodgeball player um, would you consider Ethan Dibble a professional dodgeball player um, I'm putting you on the spot here <laughs> As a player, yes. As a, as a character, I, I don't. Even, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin with Ethan, but yeah, um, I would because again, his his level of, of play is is up there. So it's um, yeah, it's kind of like loosely defined, but yeah, I would. Yeah, and I think that's fair. You know, I I think there's a lot of people out there that wouldn't necessarily uh, consider him a professional because you know he really they only really see him at elite tournaments. You know, he he doesn't practice the same way a lot of us practice but like to me he is a professional because he is trying to get better and he takes it extremely seriously when he comes to these tournaments he's you know he's not there to meet people and have fun and and that's fine if you are there for that but in order i think in order to be a professional dodgeball player you you have to take it a little more seriously right and this this may sound really weird um i have to be in shape because of the military anyway so you know i i do I'm not gonna say I'm a fit junkie, but I, I do stay in shape as best I can. But some of the times, I'm my intent is to get better at dodgeball. As, right. as weird as that sounds, like I I started doing insanity a couple of years ago because you move around, you flop, and you flail, and you do all kinds of weird stuff that your body's not used to. But if you give it a couple of weeks, you can see the instant um, translation into more agility, more speed. And I see a lot of people doing that, like it. Maybe a couple of years ago, five, six years ago, if I saw somebody working out specifically to get better at dodgeball, I'd make fun of them, to be honest. But now it's like the the level keeps increasing, and so we have to like rise up to meet that. Well, I mean, even even something as simple, you know, I know people who have a bucket of rice at home that they just yeah, they, they just about? put their hand in it and grab it over and over again to build up grip strength so saw, that they can throw a ball better. I saw like, Glenn Spacer doing that on on the Facebook, and I'm like, that's a little wild. But yeah, I mean, that's that is hardcore. That it that is that is doing something specifically to get better at dodgeball. There's, there's not a whole lot of other things that require that amount of grip strength, you know, like mountain climbing comes to mind, but like they're not doing it so they can be better mountain climbers. They're doing it so they can be better dodgeball players. For That's dodgeball. professional. I think so. Um, quick question. So, cause you're into soccer and major league soccer is kind of established, but it's kind of not, it's, Oh, it's definitely established. <laughs> okay. Well, in my eyes, I, I have yet to see a game. I don't, I don't really see it televised, but, um, you know, I can't tell the soccer players just because I don't know who you are. You're not a professional player. Like, I just wonder if that's going to be the the. Yeah, see, I don't. Or... I don't think it's fair to bring fame into it because, like, like I said, you know, dodgeball is it's so it's so small, but there definitely is a sense of professionalism. So, you know, for you, it's it's major league soccer. You don't watch any soccer games. 
Um, doesn't make it irrelevant. It doesn't make it irrelevant. You know, that's it's still super relevant to people that do watch it, and there still are professional soccer players, and there are even international soccer players that have come over to MLS that are huge names. You know, that that people have respect for. So, it's definitely something. There, there is a level of professionalism both in MLS and dodgeball, and even though dodgeball's small, you know, I, I would hate to say that fame plays a role. So we can go back and forth about this, and you know, forever, because it's it's something that we definitely do want to answer at some point. But it'd be really, I'm curious to see like what other people would say about it. Like, you know, let us know like what what to you it constitutes a professional dodgeball player. Is it money? Is it the way you conduct yourself? Is it because you practice for it? Like, you know, let's let's see if we can open up that discussion. Well, we actually, we did consult uh, Serge Ferrari on this, um, and he did play as an NDL pro for a while, and his team is one of the most professional teams out there, both in terms of wins and just in the way that they approach the sport. So I want to cut over that to give you guys a little... Um, some insight, I guess. Yeah, some insight into how his team operates and how he views uh, professional dodgeball. For sure. But before we do that, uh, soccer is probably one of the most... I mean, professional sports on an international level. I mean, even more so than, you know, your classic baseball, football, yeah. basketball. Soccer's because, I huge. mean, soccer is all over the world and people all over the world, you know, play it professionally. Whereas, you know, football, American football and baseball and basketball and such and hockey, you know, it's it's only really huge here. So, I mean, I would argue that, you know, soccer is actually one of the more professional out of We need all to get them. you watching MLS is what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah, it's I'll, really, really yeah. good. No, I'll do World Cup soccer maybe at best. You should watch the English Premier League on Saturday mornings. Oh, uh, yeah, no. This, seriously, those guys are so, like, it's astounding how good the EPL teams are, some of them. I'm, I'm sure they are, and I'm, yeah, I just, I'm not a fan of soccer. Hello. Hey, what's up, Serge? Hey, Steve, how's it going? Pretty good, man. How about yourself? I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing well, thanks. Just here on campus. Nice. Uh, working. Yep. Your, uh, your PhD, or isn't that what you're going for right now? Yeah, yeah, I'm finishing up right now. I'm, um, I'm, uh, you know, I have like uh, two years left, I think, to do the the research and the dissertation. So I'm testing out right now for comps, and then I'm going to start doing the research and the dissertation um, in January. So that should take me hopefully a year and a half of that two years I'm up. Crazy man, you can be Dr. Ferrari. That's pretty badass. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Ferrari with no job. Yeah, well, <laughs> hopefully that's, that's not. It. <laughs> They'll just hire you based on name alone, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, well, we'll see. But uh, so, so anyway, yeah, uh, it's pretty quiet over here because you know it's Veterans Day. Um, so I had I had the office all to myself. Yeah, I kept forgetting that it's it's Veterans Day today. <laughs> yeah, you're the, you're one person who should it. <laughs> you think? And I mean that. It's Happy Veterans Day, Steve. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so just go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, give us a name and the team you play for. Oh, okay. Um, I guess uh, let me just say thanks for having me on, guys. You guys are doing a great job. Uh, I listen to your podcast driving uh, to and from school, so it's it's a great opportunity to to hear you guys, and it's a great contribution to the sport. Um, okay, so I, I'm Serge Ferrari, and I play for Rise of Brutality. Cool. How did you get into dodgeball, Serge? Um, so I was part of the 2004 wave. Uh, when dodgeball became popularized after the movie Dodgeball, which you guys talked about last week. Um, so that's kind of what drew us in um, to dodgeball in San Diego. Gotcha. Um, okay, so you kind of heard us go back and forth in the movie, and we kind of discussed like our history. Um, so we'll kind of cut right to it. Um, 
What is a professional dodgeball in your eyes? A professional dodgeball player in your eyes? Ooh, okay. Uh, let's see. Professional dodgeball player. I think it's it's a bit of a loaded question, um, and I think I think to answer it, uh, the concept of of a pro would need to be put into context and also defined. So so insofar as you know, we we define and think of a professional player in the context of modern day professional sports. You know where players get paid regularly and in most cases a lot of money. Then pros in the dodgeball world simply haven't existed yet. But um, so with that aside, I would I would say that um, there isn't a pro dodgeball player yet. Um, but nowadays, I would consider uh, the most competitive players in the sport uh, to be elite players, um, because in my opinion, this is a venue where you have the highest level of competition. All right. So, do you consider Rise a professional team? Hmm. Um. No, not 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 really. I mean, insofar as again, if we define professional uh, in the context of dodgeball as you know those players who play for the elite, and then yes. But um, you know, we we've made a little bit of money here and there playing for the elite and other tournaments that you know pay out some cash, but. It's not professional in that sense, but it is professional in the sense that, you know, we uh, approach the sport very seriously and competitively, which has been, uh, you know, Rise's sort of vision from the very beginning. So in other words, it's not a, it's not a social team, it's a competitive team, and in, and in that sense, I, w- I would, I guess, define it as a professional team. Yeah, you're... You're not balls deep that, you know, you grab your frat dudes out for a, a tournament for the weekend. You're, you rise, you, you clearly have a brand. You, I think you guys even have like a brand guide. Isn't that correct? Yeah. Well, you know, <clears throat> our vision, you know, from the beginning in 2007, which was when our team was formed, uh, you know, was rooted in the idea of competitive dodgeball. Um, you know, sure, we were, you know, we were great friends, and it was, as I mentioned, you know, definitely, you know, did have sort of the social qualities. But ultimately, we approached this team very seriously and competitively, which is perhaps, I think, maybe, you know, um, best expressed in the way we play the sport and develop strategy. Um, so that's to say that everyone on the team has a position and plays a role and everyone follows a game plan that is predetermined by the entire team. And so in that sense, you know, it's, it's, it's a very serious uh, way of approaching the sport. And it's something that we've been doing for, for quite some time. So you, you said something really interesting, and this is something that I get a lot. Um, people ask, are there positions on teams? Um, can you briefly elaborate that? Like you said, there's a position. Um, Give us just a little bit of, of uh, detail on that one, please. Yeah, so, you know, on our team, we have we have positions and we have players that play in specific positions, and then we have players that back up other players when, you know, they're out and, and, and their positions become open. Um, and so, for example, we have two pressers, um, which has now become, you know, sort of the standard way of playing dodgeball. Uh, but this was something that we implemented, um, I think, as early as 2008. Um, and and what the pressers basically do is, you know, they hold the ball in the corners of the court. And on our team, we have Alan and Tim who who do the pressing. 
And and they have, you know, a very important role in that they have to uh, pump fake a lot. They have to, at times, call strategies and call plays. And they have to basically, um, you know, maintain a sort of foundation for the team on which it stands. And and so that's, that's one position in particular. And then we have people that are designated throwers. Um, and, of course, this is all kind of determined, predetermined by the team, based on who we think may be best for that particular position. And then we also have players who are catchers. Um, and in terms of, you know, play calling, we have certain players who are designated to do the play calling first, and if that player is out, we have backup play callers, and, you know, and, and so on and so on. And so it's, it's very structured in that sense, and I would also say that it's structured in that, um, you know, we actually have plays that we implement on the court and that we discuss before going to tournaments. Um, and this is something that is, you know, always going through a process of revision and changing based on, you know, the, the changes that are being made by other teams and based on the competition. And so, so that's kind of, that's kind of where we're coming from. So, I mean, it's clearly been successful for you guys. How many tournaments do you think rise has won if you had to estimate it? Um, oh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not so sure. Let's limit that to just like strictly competitive. We came here to to win a medal or, or cash prize type tournament, if that helps at all. Okay, well, <clears throat> I guess, let me see, let me think about this historically. Um, the first time that we ever played in, you know, a big sort of uh, national competitive tournament was at the NDL in 2007, which was our first year forming as a team, and we got second place. <clears throat> but after that, from 2008 through 2013, we won multiple divisions every year at the NDL, except for one year when we were, quote-unquote, poorly prevented from playing. Um, and and so, so there's that. At the Elite, uh, when it was formed in 2012, uh, we've won, I would say, somewhere between, I'm not sure, um, I would say that we've won close to, maybe somewhere between 12 and 18 tournaments in both COVID and Open. And then, and then we've also won a number of other tournaments as, uh, for example, the ones that Steve just mentioned, Grand Canyon State Games, which is where, which is over there in your guys' neck of the woods. So, so I don't know. I haven't really counted, but at once upon a time, we were trying to keep track and, and then we just kind of, uh, we just kind of put that aside and stopped caring about it so much. I see. Yeah, we lost track because we, we've won so many that that's a nice problem to have, Serge. <laughs> That probably does not sound very good. No, um, um, for those of us that know... Your questions, Steve, put me in the corner. I, I don't like the questions. <laughs> yeah, I did not mean for that to come off uh, arrogant at all. It's um, I, I just think people need to realize that Rises... Um, yeah, you guys are... You have a dynasty going on or something. Any idea how much money you've won total? Um, No, that's another kind of hard question to answer. I would, I would say, you know, I was thinking about this... Um, I was thinking about this when when you know you proposed beforehand to to ask me uh, something along these lines, and I don't know. I think if I had to give a rough estimate, it would be somewhere between sixty and eighty. Okay. Um, yeah, sixty and eighty. I think I think the elite alone is somewhere around forty, unless my numbers are totally off the mark. But I uh, think that's, that's kind rough. of a rough estimate. Not to mention we used to win at the NBL. When they used to pay rather generously 
but uh, you know, we all know that that sort of quickly stopped completely. So, uh, Serge, I'll kind of end it here with this last question. Um, your current roster, you know, you've been pretty dominant. You just said, you know, you've won a ton of tournaments, you've made a bunch of money, um, and you guys have you're as close to a professional team as there exists in dodgeball right now. Do you think mm-hmm. the future of Rise? Do you think that you'll be able to kind of pass that team on to someone? Will it exist beyond you and the current roster? Uh, well, uh, to start, I, I'd say that, you know, us quote-unquote old-timers, um, namely Tim, Jim, and myself, um, still have plenty of gas in the tank. Uh, so, uh, you know, 10 years at the very least we're, we're shooting for. Uh, but after that, uh, yes, I, I would hope to see a younger generation take over, uh, perhaps, you know, led by Alan and, and Billy, who, who would then be considered old-timers themselves. And, and yeah, I think that would be, that would be really cool. I'd, I'd want to see this thing be somewhat of a, as Steve mentioned, dodgeball dynasty, you know, where you'd have a new line of succession. Um, and that would be really cool. That, I, you know, we've, we've worked really hard in, in making this team what it is today. And, and uh, it's something that I would like to see continue into the future, even after we stop playing. That's a pretty scary thing to think about, is Rise being dominant for another 10 years. Well, thank, thank you guys. I appreciate that. <laughs> maybe not scary. Maybe I'm going to take it as that's motivating. Yeah. It's going to make us go back, you know, after this and round out Titan and and uh, practice some more. And it's great, man, because you you guys always seem to set the standard. Uh, Rampage was formed with the intention to beat you guys, and that kind of raised other teams. And you know, that's somebody's got to set the bar, and we just got to rise up to the challenge. There was not a pun intended there. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Steve. I appreciate I appreciate the kind of words. And they, you know, I think that's I think that at the end of the day is what is going to make this sport continue to be so fun and grow. And that you know, uh, you know, there's there's always you know new competition in town. The elite is just you know growing significantly, and teams are just you know. Uh, very competitive, and so it's it's great to see so so many new teams coming out there, and you know wanting to be the best. It still makes the sport so fun. For sure. Well, man, I've um I've probably been around as long, if not longer, than you, and just from what I've seen, and I'm gonna reference that good versus evil video, and I'll send you guys a link for that so you can see how clueless we were back then. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> They're gonna see it, man. I'm sorry. They have to understand what. Oh back in the day. shoot. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, I guess uh, that that's um, that may be a bit embarrassing, but uh, that's fine. That's definitely fine. I'd, I'd be happy to see it too. Yeah, know, know your roots, man. But what I was going to say is um, the way you conduct yourself and the way your team has conducted themselves really speaks to, I guess, defining what a professional dodgeball player is. And so when me and Brett were tackling the next um, subject for this episode, it, it was kind of like a no-brainer, like, hey, I wonder if Serge would be down for this to kind of shed some light. So. We definitely appreciate your time, man. It was um, we could probably talk for for hours, but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and I guess stop here unless Brett has any uh, any questions. Nope, I think we're all set. Thank you so much, Serge, for your time. Great, thank you so much, guys, for considering us. Yeah, for sure, man. Have a good night. Take care. Uh, you too. Bye. So, Steve, in that interview, you uh, you mentioned something about a professional dodgeball. What is a professional dodgeball? Oh man. Uh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, I feel like each week you're getting you're getting slowly better at asking questions. It's a it's <laughs> it's, it's a progression that uh, you'll you'll see. Um, maybe by episode ten, I'll be solid at this. So, Serge, thank you so much for for coming <laughs> on the show. Uh, 
I apologize for Steve's ineptitude during the interview. We're working on it, like That's I said, every week. Hey, I'm, <laughs> come on. It's way better than the first time. Um, so what we really wanted to get to next is, you know, how do you establish yourself as a professional dodgeball player? We kind of approach some of the things here and there, and, you know, we really want to to kind of put it back on the team captains and, and players uh, because it's really up to the teams to be professional, right? Yeah, and, you know, I asked Serge, like, how do you hold Rise to such a standard? And they decided, at, I guess, was it 2007, 2008, he said that they're going to be professionals, they're going to be champions. And it's like that discipline, it's the fact that they are, they're all, all uniform, that they conduct themselves very well on the court and off the court. They, they're definitely setting a, a precedent for other teams to follow. And it, it really, it, it brings some interesting light to the idea that it's a decision that you make. You know, you decide as a team or as a person, I am going to be professional now. Like, and that's something we didn't bring up earlier. What is it something that you decide? Is it something that, that people notice of you? Or is it something you say, I'm going to approach this in a way that makes me a professional dodgeball player? I think it's maybe a little bit of both. Obviously, you make the decision, but after a while, people will kind of label you as, oh, that's that's Rise. Like, they're never going to show up in the wrong uniform. They're going to have the same color shorts. They're going to have the same color shirts. They're not going to argue with the refs. And if they do, they're going to do it from what I've seen civilly and, you know, uh, professionally. For the most part. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't seen too much uh, not craziness from them. And on an individual level, you know, I think that there's a sense of professionalism too in terms of integrity and and how you conduct yourself during a tournament. You know, you can be you can be a phenomenal player, but if you if you come off like a fool at tournaments and you're yelling at every ref for every mistake you make, and you're make you know, and you're blaming your team, and you have these meltdowns on the court, like to me that that takes away a level of professionalism from you. That you know, I'm not willing to give you that credibility. Like. Well, you know, if this guy's blaming his team for his mistake, like, how can he consider himself a professional dodgeball player? Yeah, or if you're acting like a child, it's like, come on, man, like, grow up. Yeah. Like, I'm an adult first, and then it almost talk about It almost boils down to a dictionary definition of professional, you know, like, one who conducts themselves professionally. If you want to be a professional dodgeball player, you have to conduct yourself professionally. Yeah, I mean, I imagine it would start there, because... If if dodgeball does get massive sponsorship, they're not going to want to sponsor people that have meltdown and meltdowns and tantrums and conduct themselves in a way that's not going to represent the brand very well. So yeah, it definitely does start with the mindset. Well, thanks guys for listening. I think that's that's all we have for today. Um, you know, I really uh, want to thank Serge again for for coming on the show. Um, you can always listen to all of our podcasts on our Facebook group, the Dodgeball Podcast with Brett and Steve. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud. Um, and like I said, thanks for listening. I, we, we don't have a whole lot more for you today. Yeah, we, we got a lot of feedback from you guys. We asked about like a good length and the, the fact that you guys are willing to, to talk to us and give us ideas and suggestions was awesome. So yeah, we really appreciate it. So if you have any questions, comments, you know, if you want to be on the show, like we keep saying, message us and tell us what you want to talk about. Give us an episode idea. You know, we love to run with it. Um, you, we like hearing from people. So just let us know. Um, Steve, do you have anything else? I can go on for days, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we'll end it there then. Thank you guys so much. Um, Steve, we'll get the espresso in him earlier next time. So he's a little more awake at the beginning, but we'll, uh, we're working on it every week. So yes, yes. A very deep philosophical question, man. I'll probably give you, give you an answer like a week from now. (laughs) And actually the professional dodgeball is a PG 8.5 double ply. 
I would agree. I, I, and I actually, you know go. what? So that's that's a better that's a good question too. What is a professional dodgeball? I know I was making fun of him earlier, whoa, whoa, but whoa, 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 that's gonna that's yeah. gonna start a fight. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, there, rubber, there, there are uh, some strong opinions there, but we won't we won't get into that yet. So uh, thank you guys so much, and have a good week. Hey, did you like drink espresso today? Yeah, I'm already. It's gonna kick in fairly soon. Yeah, we'll be fine. (laughs) We'll be fine.